0: Jesus come on the best praise come on better 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 can we do it he deserves it man oh man God is doing some great things and so glad to have uh, you all in the house with us today and uh, what a just an amazing we're coming off of 21 days of prayer and fasting y'all and so we're feeling good and God has been moving he's been speaking and we are just absolutely uh, expecting for what's ahead. So some great things happening. Can't wait to share some more with you here in just a few minutes of uh, some other things that are happening. And so God has just been faithful. We had our leadership summit yesterday, our very first time. Yeah, come on, somebody. It was uh, absolutely phenomenal. It was powerful. Had many uh, that came yesterday that just, uh, man. it was just, just a day that we just really felt in our heart that in, towards the end of last year. Uh, to have a day that we just kind of set aside and focus on a few things, focus on vision, helping just our, our people and our church just to continue to grow in understanding and clarity of vision and where we're going, but also uh, empowering people in their leadership and their personal walk with God. And so uh, we had a uh, from 9 a.m. to 2, and it was awesome, man. It was beyond uh, our expectations as a staff, as a team. And again, the feedback was great. So many have asked, can we do it again? Yes, 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 yes. So, um, and hopefully even more will come out, but we had a great, I mean, I was really pleased with how many came out and uh, it was phenomenal. So just want to... Uh, uh, just brag on God and y'all a little bit, and then how about just what God has done in 2019? Uh, just amazing. I'll, I'll highlight a couple more things in just a moment, but I want to just start off this morning by first saying thank you. Uh, just thank you uh, for who you guys are as a church, and thank you for, uh, man, just your faithfulness. I, I tell you what, man, for Bethy and I both, it is the privilege of our life, and it's our honor just to be your pastors, and I Man, I love it. I love being your pastor. It's an honor. I never take it for granted. And I think about you guys all the time. Talk about you guys everywhere I go because I sure love y'all and praying for you constantly. I, I don't know that there's anybody that thinks... About you more than I do, and I think maybe the only person that might rival me is your mama. All right, and uh, but even at that, uh, I, and even at that, I think that uh, you know uh, I still think more about you than your mama does. So, anyways, but but uh, we love you, and we're thankful for you. Uh, I love what God's doing here. I love what God has been doing this last year. We uh, saw just a lot of historic things, and just as the church continues to grow, and uh, I love that this church is about second chances. And I love that this is a place that we don't shoot our wounded uh, when they're down, but we offer them hope and help them to get back up again. Come on, somebody. Amen. And uh, and, and I love that we don't stand over people in judgment, uh, but we extend the love and the grace of God. I love that we don't compromise God's convictions when it comes to his word, but we stand upon them. And man, I just love how we lift up the name of Jesus higher and higher as we did already this morning. And we worship him as our our leader and our forgiver uh, for our life. And so I want to give you this morning... Uh, Our word, uh, Pastor Kyle Garner, kind of stole my thunder a little bit. I'm just going to be honest with you. just stole my thunder a little bit. But the word's fulfill, all right? And uh, he heard it in first service. And so uh, that's really kind of the word that I felt like God gave us uh, as a church. But I want to say this, too, that whatever God does corporately, he always wants to do individually as well in our life. And uh, that word fulfill means this. It means to bring to completion a reality, to achieve or realize something desired, promised, or predicted. How many got some things in your life that you're believing that God brings brings some completion to? And that things that you're believing for that uh, God responds and answers. And I really do believe that there is some things significantly in this year that we are going to see God complete and fulfill and do his word, everybody. Amen. And so I want to encourage you to believe that for your own life as well. And the scripture that I felt like God showed me uh, for this word fulfilled, and I'd love for you to read this with me this morning out of Ezekiel chapter 12 and verse 28. Would y'all read this with me today? This is what the sovereign Lord says. None of my words will be delayed any longer. Whatever I say will be fulfilled, declares the sovereign. All right, now let's say it with some more power, all right? This is what the sovereign Lord says. None of my words will be delayed any longer. Whatever I say will be fulfilled, declares the sovereign. A hey, to the men. Come on. There's some things that God wants to complete and to do. And so within that, I love the mission that God has given us. You know, uh, we will hit our eight-year mark in March, just coming up a couple months from now. Uh, it's hard to believe that we've been uh, going for eight years then. Uh, to see what God has done in the last eight years has been phenomenal. I remember when God moved Bethany and I, and, and it was just at that time just Ashton and uh, Ashton with us. My sister-in-law moved with us at that time, quit her job. We moved from Columbus, Ohio, uh, to Fort Wayne to, to start a church. And I can remember uh, being at the Starbucks on East State, and uh, that's where I, I set up shop. Everybody, and so I was there about every day, and uh, I was trying to recruit you and uh, to come help me start a church here in Fort Wayne, and and uh, give me a six weeks of your life, and if you hate me and hate the church afterwards, then uh, you can go, all right? And so, um, but I just remember, uh, just, you know, I've always been in love with this city, and uh, even though I'm not from here, uh, I I, I originally was born in Kokomo, but again, like I said, lived in Columbus, Ohio, and, but I had a a real God moment as a nine-year-old boy when I was here, and God spoke to me as a nine-year-old boy, and the only family I had here was great grandparents at the time. But uh, long story short, had a moment with God at Glenbrook Square Mall. How many know God can speak to you at the mall, everybody? All right. And so he did for me. And so, um, but I was nine years old and he told me this would be the city I'd come to move to one day and and plant a church and make uh, a life, uh, and make a life commitment to this city. And so, um, and and it's been uh, an incredible uh, ride, but how many know the best is still yet to come? And, uh, and so our, our mission that God gave us when we moved here uh, is very simple. And it, it, it was this, that we exist as a church to reach the unchurched and to awaken the spiritually restless, to love God and to love people. That's the assignment that God gave us. Uh, here to Elevate City. So who do the unchurched? The unchurched are those that don't know God, don't have a relationship with God, that we exist for them, that they would step into a, a vibrant relationship with God and to know him personally. We believe that's that's why Jesus came, everybody, to seek and to save the lost. Amen? That's why he showed up. That's why he went to the cross, died for our sins, and then resurrected on the third day. Amen? And so, but who are the spiritually restless? I believe there's a lot of spiritually restless people in Fort Wayne today. Uh, the spiritually restless. So those that maybe had a relationship with God at one point, but for whatever reason are not serving him today. Maybe they've been through some stuff and some pain and we exist for them too. And so we just really felt like God has placed in front of us uh, those people to reach and, and to help build a church uh, with them and, uh, and to continue to go forward in his strength and his mind. And let me just say this too, you know, this, this is a growing city. And the thing about Fort Wayne, um, I shared this some weeks ago, um, that as we've been on this building hunt and searching that, uh, you know, uh, 10 years they're uh, forecasting by the year 2030 for Fort Wayne that we'll be at uh, nearly a million or more, over a million people living in this city. That's a lot of people. But how many know what an opportunity for the church of Jesus Christ to reach tens of thousands of people? Oh, come on. Can you give God a better hand than that? Come on, everybody. Come on. We just see it. See the opportunity. And so we're excited for that, but here's the current reality of our city. and I think it's really important that you know this, that out of the 380,000 people that call Fort Wayne home, only 60,000 of them are in church today. So there's literally hundreds of thousands of people in our city that don't have a relationship with God, don't have the, that are not in church on a normal basis. And so we exist for them. We exist for the ones that are not yet here. Are you with me? And so, Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18, it says, If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. Uh, Another version, King James kind of says it this way without vision, people perish. All right? But if they can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most. Blessed. And so we know that God has given us an assignment. It's clear, and we're running after that heart in Jesus' name. So, again, I just want to quickly go through uh, some of those stats. Again, you saw it on the video, but um, uh, we saw 743 people make decisions for Jesus in 2019, the most we've ever seen in one year. And that gives us now a total in the history of our church, almost eight years. We've now seen 3,422 people make decisions for Jesus. Come on, somebody. Isn't that awesome? That's the church, everybody. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. We uh, saw also 478 uh, new families come and visit for the first time, it's the most we've ever seen as well in the history of our church. Last year, uh, we had 109 people that were graduates of Growth Track, which is a great number. And, and so, what that means is uh, people that are man getting saved or, or 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 have you know joined the church or getting a part of the process and joining in on the on the vision and being a part of that. And I think that's significant. Over 60 percent are in a small group in our church, and that number is climbing. And we want to see. That grow, uh, the number that we're praying for. We want to see 90% of our church uh, in small groups. And can I just tell you? can I, I'm, I'm going to triple dog dare you. Look at the person next to you. Say, He just triple dog dare you. All right. He just did it. He just did it. I just did it. I triple dog dare you. Let this be the semester. We start our small group semester next Sunday. It launches next Sunday. You're going to, when you pull in the parking lot, you're going to see this big old tent out there. Why? Because all of our small group leaders and, and just different things are going to be set up in there. It's also Football Sunday, by the way. All right. And Football Sunday. Sunday's awesome. If you've never been a part of football, Sunday, it's a lot of fun. Wear your jerseys next week. We have a lot of fun with this. But we literally join thousands of churches next week across the country on this. And former NFL players and also the Super Bowl, some of the players from the current Super Bowl teams will be sharing just some of their stories of just what God has done in their life. And even if you hate football, because I know there's people that hate football in here, all right, and I know, how could you, right? But anyways, I know it's a reality. Um, You're still going to be very impacted by the the power of just life transformation and the stories that you're going to hear. And so it's gonna be fun. Man, we're gonna have a nacho bar set up. I mean, come on somebody. I mean it's gonna be fun. Gonna gonna have all kinds of stuff happen. It'll be a great, great day next week. Don't miss it. But here's the thing. Again, I triple dog dairy, get in a small group this semester. And and I would even encourage you, go visit a few small groups. I think we've got 40, I don't know, 40 to 50 small groups or so, and um, there's, what's happening too with that is the free market small groups, so again, we don't tell you what group to go to, um, you can go on our app right now and begin to look at all the different groups that it's, that's available or go online, and then shop those groups, like show up at those groups, you can sign up online or uh, next week at under the tent there, but go to these groups and, um, and, and, and then just shop them until you find the perfect group for you, and our leaders totally understand that that's how it goes in the first really three weeks weeks, and so we just encourage you to do that. Um, I love that this year that God blessed us with two buses, and uh, so we started a bus ministry this year uh, that's reaching into our inner city and bringing people to church, and, uh, and and I love that. And so people that couldn't normally get to church, because of your generosity, Elevate, and your faithfulness and your giving, I just want you to know that's another avenue of how your giving is making an impact and a difference by busing people at our first and third services to getting them here. And I just want to testify that uh, because of your generosity in doing that, more people are getting. Saved just because they got transportation to get here, and uh, we're seeing God move in a powerful way in that, amen. And so, um, we just celebrate that. Yeah, you can give God a hand for that, I think it's great. Can we get can we also give a hand for all of our bus drivers? Come on, can we just love show them love? Yeah, I love that, I love it. So thankful for our committed bus drivers every week and the leaders who ride those buses to help, and so we're thankful. For each of them, uh, and and so also we reach out to uh, parts of our inner city, and then the rescue mission, and then also uh, one of our favorite places that we're connected with is a mother's hope uh, that we uh, bring women uh, from a mother's hope. If you don't, if you're not familiar with that ministry uh, in our city, uh, it's a ministry that's geared uh, and it's a refuge. Is really their ma- mission statement is this: it's a refuge for homeless pregnant women uh, that strengthens their opportunities for stability. And so we've we've partnered with them, and so as they're getting ministry there, they can also have a church home, and so. So we just think it's really important that they also have a church home and a place to call home and, and have a family to be a part of as well. And so we're thankful for those women and, and their babies. And uh, what a joy to be a part of reaching outside of the four walls. Can you say amen, everybody? Amen. I just love it. I love it. I love it. I um, our legacy uh, offering that we had at the end of December, uh, for those that don't know, we gave into really just five lanes. Part of that is a building, our next generation, um, and, and just uh, uh, our missions and different things that we're continuing to do. Our goal was $300,000. Uh, we have pledged so far $154,487, um, which, is, which is a good start. Uh, I had a few people say, well, Pastor, we didn't make our goal. And I said, well, we got a whole year to do it. And uh, so, in in other words, God's not done yet, amen? And so we'll have an opportunity kind of throughout the year on the fifth Sundays of the month will be kind of uh, of the year, I should say it that way, of every every month, fifth Sundays only. We'll do kind of a legacy offering on that and just give people an opportunity to continue to respond. But uh, so far in the legacy, what's been given is $55,772. And so um, what was really cool in the midst of our prayer rallies for 21 days of prayer and fasting, uh, one of the families uh, came up to me at uh towards the end of our prayer rally night on Wednesday and said pastor just I want to just tell you something uh, cool that happened for our family they said God really put it on our heart to really just believe big and it was the biggest number we've ever given in our life in this offering and but we just knew as a family this is what God told us to do and that we were to step out in faith and just trust him and so I said awesome and he said yeah but what's cool is after we did that he said two weeks later my boss just pulls me in out of nowhere And just said to me, "Hey, uh, you've been doing such an amazing job around here uh, that I want to give you a bonus and then some. Come on, somebody." And he said, "And he said to me, he said, Pastor, he said that bonus and then some exceeded what we gave into Legacy. Isn't that awesome, everybody? Yeah, you can give God a hand for that." And so what I just want to encourage you in, when you step out in faith, God always honors your faith, and God will always meet you at your level of expectation, and that's who he is, and and his name is faithful. Amen? Amen. All right, let's get in the message today, Nehemiah chapter 1. We're going to kind of hang in with Nehemiah here for a few minutes. And there's message notes inside your worship guide if you wanna follow along in that way. Or you can go on our app right now and our message notes are digital. So if you'd like to do it through the app or do it digital and you can email them uh, to yourself, uh, you can do that and they're available as well. Nehemiah chapter one, uh, beginning in verse three and four, we're gonna kind of skip around in a few chapters in Nehemiah. It said this, such an amazing uh, man of God here. It says, they said to me, things are not going well for those uh, who return to the province of Judah. They are, <coughs> excuse me, they are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem has been torn down and the gates have been destroyed by fire. And when I heard this, this is Nehemiah talking, when I heard this, I sat down and wept. For days I mourned, fasted, and prayed to the God of heaven. I love, I, I just want to just touch this uh, scripture and how it relates to us because I love this moment that's happening here. You know that Jerusalem is 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 kind of where uh, Nehemiah basically kind of where he was from, and he finds out within where he's coming from that disaster has struck. The walls have been torn down. Those walls were in place to protect the city uh, from enemies who would try to invade into Jerusalem. And here he is. His first reaction is an emotional one. It's it's he's he's weeping at the notion of man, my my the, the city and where I'm coming from has been destroyed. And uh, But I love the response that he just doesn't stay in a posture of weeping, but then he goes into a place of just of, of praying and then fasting. Of course, we just came out of our 21 days of prayer and fasting. Yesterday was the final day of it. I know God's talking to us, and, and he's in a place where God's talking to him. But one of the things that I felt like God hit my spirit with this, this week is the fact that I love that Nehemiah had a heart, and he had a burden for his city where he came from. And I was, I was thinking about it as it relates to you and me living in Fort Wayne. For some of you, this is your hometown. For some of you, this is where God has called you. For others, like even myself, God uh, sent us here. Or we moved here for different reasons. But yet, this is the place we call home. And I was thinking, as I, I think it's real easy for us to do, and it can almost become kind of commonplace, that when we see things on the news, like homicides and burglaries and just different types of crime, that it's almost like another day. And when's the, you know, what hit my spirit and what I want to ask you is, man, when's the last time maybe you've wept for your city? When's the last time that you've had a heavy burden for the city in which you live in? In other words, that that stuff should never be okay with us. That we should want to be able to respond and say, no, there's a plan and God is the plan because light always pushes back darkness. And so we should never be okay with that. And so can I tell you why we pray and fast? One of the reasons why we do that is because we want to see God move, not just in our lives, but in this city. Because we know that God has called us to a place, to a city, to do something uh, uh, through us to be able to touch the hundreds of thousands of people that don't know him today. And I just know this, that we've got to continue to get hip to the understanding that this is the plan of God for the church of Jesus Christ. It's not a country club for the believers. Man, this ought to be a place, a safe house and a rescue station for those that don't know Jesus as the Lord and Savior. Come on, can you give God a better hand today? I just believe it. And so I think we need to get a burden for our city. And then it says this in chapter 2, but now I said to them, so now he's responding now. You know very well that what trouble that we are in. Jerusalem lies in ruins, and its gates have been destroyed by, by fire. Let us, here's the decision, rebuild the wall of Jerusalem, and we're going to end this disgrace. Then I told them about how the gracious hand of God had been on me and about my conversation with the king. They replied at once, yes, let's build the wall. So they began, everybody say this with me, the good work. Come on, say it again, the good work. Good work. The good work, it's a good work. And let me just say this, for any time that God has called you to do something great in your life, you will always be met with resistance. Because any time God wants to advance his work and to advance his kingdom, can I just tell you, you're not just going to have Satan sitting back popping some popcorn and hoping you change the world. We learned last week, uh, I I preached on a message last week, if you missed it, on winning the war in the spirit and understanding, man, there are real devils in this world, that the devil is active in releasing his demonic forces to try and stop and halt the momentum and the kingdom of God. And so within this time that we're understanding that greater is he who is in us than he is in the world, and that it's the blood of Jesus that dispels darkness in Jesus' name. So we've got to stay focused and understanding as we move forward, we're going to be met with resistance sometimes, but you have to know how to respond to resistance. We talked about that last week. If you missed that message, make sure you go and listen to it. So here's where Nehemiah is at. Here comes some distractions, and that's what the enemy will do. He'll try to distract you away from purpose. For some of us, maybe that's happened to us. Where the enemy has come in, and maybe he uses people like what's happening here with Nehemiah. He's using some people. Watch this. It says, But when Samballat and Tobiah and Geshem, the Arab, heard of our plan, they scoffed contemptuously. What are you doing? Are you rebelling against the king? They asked. I, I, I replied, The God of heaven will help us succeed. We, his servants, will start rebuilding the wall. I love this response. My man, my man. But you have no share. So Nehemiah is like telling these haters, like, shut your mouth, you have no legal right or historic claim in Jerusalem, bug off, all right, that's exactly what he's saying, all right, and so he's telling them straight up, like, don't want none, get up on, you know, just tell them straight up, ain't got time for you, Uh, you're just hating on what we're trying to do, and and so, but if you're not careful, the enemy will come in with different types of distractions in your life, and it's going to look different for you, all right, sometimes it could be people, and, and if, you're, if, if you've got people in your life that are pulling against you, you know, and, and you find yourself making the wrong decisions, it's, it's probably time to reevaluate rela- relationships and find the right people, all right? And so you need ones that's going to push you towards the things of God. Watch this, skipping on to v- chapter 4. But when Sambala and Tobiah and the Arabs, Ammonites, Ashdodites, all theites, uh, heard that the work was going ahead and that the gaps in the wall of Jerusalem were being repaired, watch this, they were furious. So now here they are burning with fury because guess what's happened? The vision hasn't stopped. It's moving, and it's moving forward, all right? And so they all made plans, look at this, to come and fight against Jerusalem and to throw us into confusion. That's the enemy working, everybody, to try to get you and I to into a place of confusion, but Scripture tells us that God is not the author of confusion, all right? And so there he is fighting against God's God's men and, and and the people that are rebuilding this wall and it says this, but we prayed to our God. This is Nehemiah talking and guarded the city day and night to protect ourselves. And then I love this. So as they're on the wall, here we go. By the way, I uh, when, when I anytime I see a ladder, I just it's confession time here in church. I, I think of wrestling. I just do. And, and, come on, y'all don't have to be too spiritual. How many know what I'm talking about? Yes, some of y'all don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like ladder match. Now, what, do y'all may, what you may not know about me, and I'll, I'll tell this real quick, real quick, because I told first service, I thought, well, now i got to tell all the other services this, is my grandfather, who's uh, gone and be, who's with the Lord today, uh, uh, he was a wrestler back in the day. Travel. And, like, with one of the originals, one of my favorite wrestlers back in the day, the Junkyard Dog. I don't know if y'all know about the Junkyard Dog. Y'all, Some of y'all like, ain't got a clue, Pastor. Like, what you talking about? So he 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 was a bad man, all right. And so he didn't want to get in the ring with him, but now, but then he went from wrestler to FBI agent. Come on, somebody, all right. That's a big switch, all right. And so, so when I think of ladder, I always think, and you know, my kids love wrestling too, and so that's what we call it in our house, and and uh, they got their belt and all, and and uh, man, we even got the belt back there, twenty four seven champ. Look at that, Derek Bishop, right in there. Go ahead and hold it up, Derek. They don't know what I'm talking about. They think I'm playing. Yeah. So a little shout out to my boy, Derek Bishop, today on the tech. And and so what happens is the volunteer of the month, uh, dream teamer, excuse me, of the month uh, is awarded the 24-7 belt. They carry it for a month. Come on, somebody. Anyways, we have fun in church, everybody, just so you know. All right? We make it fun around here. So then they say this. It says, the laborers carried on their work with one hand supporting their load and then with one hand holding a weapon. So you have to understand something that's incredibly significant for your life. Whatever God has called you to. For Nehemiah, it was the wall. They had to stay upon the wall, and they had to stay focused. But they had to make sure they understood that with one hand, we got to keep working. But we also, uh, we're not. uh, We understand also that there is an enemy who is doing everything he can to also take us out. So you cannot be, Scripture says, unaware of the schemes of the enemy. That while you're pursuing the purpose and the plan of God and his vision for your life, hell is going to do everything it can to try to throw you off the wall that God has called you to do. But God is calling each and every one of us, stay on the wall. Ain't got time for your mess. and got time for the haters. Let the haters be your motivators. Come on, somebody. stay. Everybody shout, stay on the wall. On the wall. So with one hand, I just see a hammer. and another hand, a weapon. And then watch what happens in the next verse. Go ahead, guys. Sanballat, Tobiah, Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies found out that I had finished rebuilding the wall, that no gaps remained, uh, though we had not yet set up the doors and the gates. So Sanballat and Geshem sent a message asking me to meet them at one of the villages and the plan of, oh, no. Everybody said, oh, no. All right. But I realized they were plotting to harm me. So I replied by sending this message to them. Say it with me, church, real loud and strong. I am engaged in a great work. So I can't come. Why should I stop working to come down and meet you? Nehemiah just, you know, like, shut your mouth, you know. I got to stay on the wall. It's a great work, Elevate, that God has called us to in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Regardless, and I'm telling you right now, we've got to stay on the wall. Keep building, but keep fighting. Don't lose your edge. Don't lose your purpose. Don't lose your understanding of what God's placed inside of you. We've got to stay on the wall. We ain't got time to get off the wall. There's people today. Listen, so long as heaven and hell are realities, we have got to stay on the wall. Come on in the church, say amen. Which brings me to our building. Woof! Set it up, baby. So for those that don't know, we've been at this for about two and a half years, heading towards three, be later this year. <laughs> Whew, Help me, Jesus. But God is moving in a powerful way, and we hope, um, so this, uh, the owner and the party, everybody that know that we're moving forward uh, with this facility, and we we're hoping by the end of this week or the first of next week that this is going to be a done deal. Are you ready for where this is at? You ready to see where this is at? Go ahead, guys. Come on, it's the former Pierre's. Come on, somebody. Come on, you can stand up. You can stand up. Come on, somebody. Why not? Why not? Why not the church? Why not the church? Come on, you can stand up. Remain standing for a minute. Hey, listen. Listen. Keep standing for a minute. This is, this is a time to just celebrate because I'm telling you right now, we sang it today, what the devil meant for evil. <laughs> God's about to turn it for good. It's about to turn around. Listen, some of y'all at first service, man, they were crazy. Say, Pastor, man, I got wasted up in there. I, man, I partied hard up in there. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. You raising your hand? Cause yeah, 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 yeah. But you about to party differently in there. And it's about to be a whole different ballgame in there. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you no, they were telling me when we were there this week, I said, yeah, you know, one's like, you know, Snoop Dogg and and Marilyn Manson and all these, uh, Dr. Dre, you know, just different ones were up in there. And I'm like, come on, somebody. And I was like, and how about a church come in and fill it in? Come on. Oh, so God, we pray, finish it. Seal the deal, Lord, this week and next, Lord. We ask God for favor. We thank you for completing this, God. Lord, what an incredible space this would be for our growing church family. So God, we ask you together as a church, seal the deal. And Lord, we thank you for what you've placed in front of us. And God, that this place is going to be redeemed for the glory. Of God and the church said a great amen. Come on, high five a bunch of people. Tell them, let's go, let's go. <laughs> ah, my 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 my. Well, who said you couldn't enjoy church and have a good time, right? Everybody, welcome to Elevate City. Luke chapter fourteen, verse twenty-three. I love it. it says, "Well, then," said his master, "Go out into the country lanes." And out behind the hedges and urge anyone you find to come so that the house, what house? That heaven will be full. Can I tell you, that's what it's all about. For this church, that's what it's always been about, reaching God's lost kids. That's why we must continue to preach Christ and not condemnation. If we really embrace a church that looks like Jesus, then can I tell you something? You ready for this? Sinners will be drawn to us and the religious will mock us. I'm telling you, it's the truth. Religious ones are the ones who hated Jesus. All right? But it was the sinners of the unbelievers who were drawn to Jesus. Let's build a church like that, that looks and feels like Jesus. Come on, everybody. Amen? I'm convinced it's the purpose as to why he established the local church, that we would look and feel like him. The church people, I think many times, too many church people get amnesia what would you mean in other words don't forget where you came from hey, we all of a sudden we, we three or five years in saved and, and we got we, we can start having this better than attitude no you better stay humble with that God exalts the humble I'm telling you he in scripture says uh, that not only does that but then he opposes the proud you don't want God opposing you trust me and I, I remember being in our old church back home in Columbus Ohio and and I was leading, pa- helping to be one of the pastors on the team there. overheard a conversation one day that really irked me. And uh, so I checked check, check this little group because it happened on a Sunday. young woman who was brand new to the church and uh, who uh, was pregnant, had, a, had a, baby, a baby out of wedlock and came in and, and was learning about God and knew. And, and then I overheard a conversation of gossip, some of these few women right here just gossiping about her. I heard them make this comment, and it oh, it made me mad, Tracy. I was mad. And I heard him say this, well, I wonder where the daddy's at. I thought, what? And I heard him say it again. I thought, no, that wasn't a mistake. I know what I just heard. I walked over there to him because I wasn't far. I said, excuse me. I said, overheard just a little bit about what you just said about this young woman. I said, do you realize this young woman just gave her heart to Christ? Do you realize that, man, she's making steps, and, man, she's just growing. She's trying to figure this all out. And I said, I heard you made a comment about her. Oh, well, you know, they're just trying to make excuses. I said, no, no, no. Let me check it. Because what you said about her, I said, you, you made the comment, "Where's her daddy at?" I said, "All you need about, all you need to be worried about is where your daddy's at. Don't be worried about her. You know where the daddy's at for this child. You stay focused on you, and let's be a church that accepts everybody, always in Jesus' name." Come on, somebody. And their look was, "Here's what I'm saying: People are coming, uh, uh, you know, in, in this church and in this. Listen, this is why I love that building." It's not normal for a church to go take over a club and and it has nine bars up in it. But how about we be that church that says, you know what? That's why we're here. And we're here to show the love of Jesus to each and every person that walks through these doors and walks through those doors, no matter who they are, what they've come from, what their background is, that guess what, guess what, guess what? What God is focused on is on the heart. And whatever their issue or struggle is, let God work that out. You love them. And fo- let us always be a church that loves people Amen. first. And you and let's allow the Holy Spirit to do what he's so good at, and that's teaching. Yeah. Come on, church. Amen, everybody. Yeah. Who's the daddy? Get out of here. Yeah. Who's your daddy? All right, anyway, Psalm 122. I couldn't believe it. That's a true story. All right. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house. Of the Lord, man, we just we, we want people to be excited about coming to God's house, and so does God. We dreamed of a church where people could come as they are, that they could come in and feel comfortable and encounter Jesus. We dreamed of a place where even though you may not agree with everything I say and what we do, but for some this is this is a true story that what's happened, but it's a place that we used to do a TV commercial years ago when we first started the church, and our tagline on it was a place to belong before you believe. It missed with the religious folks. I had a ton of emails on that, by the way. And, uh, again, I'm telling you, they'll mock us. And, and so, trust me, that building, we're going to get mocked just preparing you. It's going to happen. But we've got to stay on the wall, everybody. We've got a great work that God has called us to do. And it may not be like everybody else or how everybody wants to do it, but that's, that's okay, you know. But then we're going to also have some great relationships in this community. That are going to support us, and that we're going to walk together with other churches to continue to win people to Christ in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Fort Wayne's got some amazing churches. I'm going to be very clear, so I'm not. That's not a label of churches in our city. That's just people. All right, people, people, people. Um, but we dreamed of that church, and and uh, and and, but but you know, allowing people to come in and say, "Man, I like I like what I feel, the love, the embracing." I don't know if I I dig this Jesus thing yet, but I kind of like what's going on. Can I just hang out here and just kind of ask questions? And the answer is yeah, absolutely. Go on the journey with us. Ask questions. Hang out with us as long as you want. All right? Every church, though, has to grow. Again, so long as heaven and hell are realities, we must grow. And we're going to do everything we can short of sin to reach people for Jesus. All right? Because here's the truth for me personally. I never just wanted to, to be a pastor for a church for church people. That was never in the heart of me. You know, that's my wife. I never moved, we never moved here for that reason, all right? I don't believe the church exists for us. It exists for those that are not yet here, all right? Finding God's kids and discipling them is the most important thing we will ever do here. Ephesians 5 says, be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. That word opportunity is the the Greek word karos which means an undetermined time when something special happens. Why is God giving us caros? Because the days are evil. Cold blood murder and violence is in our streets. It's happening. It's what's going on. Why? Because the days are evil. But God is putting the church of Jesus Christ in favorable moments, and it's coming. Like never before, Keros also means an opportune or a supreme moment. In other words, everybody, we talked about this last week in my message, this is not a game. Like, this is not a game. We are in a spiritual war, and evil is only getting evil, but God's favor is only becoming more favorable for us, and our greatest days are really right in front of us, that's for sure. All right, and so uh, what does kairos mean for us? It means the passing instant when an opening appears which must be driven through force if success is to be achieved. Why? What, what does it mean? Drive us on, pastor? Lead us, pastor? Nope, that's not what it means. Here's what it means. I need you to drive on too. We've got to be a church in motion advancing the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen? Amen. So very quickly, let me give you four verbs. You thought you came to came to some school today dropping them verb bombs on you here we go verbs 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 here we go number one is this follow everybody say follow follow Follow. so our vision in our church is know God find freedom discover purpose make a difference that's what we do here four easy ways to connect and to know what we're all about and so the first one is follow for us it's knowing God listen Jesus didn't call us to be believers he called us to be followers because even Satan believes everybody It's another discipline to follow and to go after him with everything you got. Mark 8, 34, then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up the cross and follow me. me. Great job. Jesus is looking for followers. Church attendance is good, but it's not enough. All right. We first exist as a church to help people become followers of Jesus. Number two is connect. For us, again, the second part of our vision is finding freedom. Connect. Before God does anything great, he will connect you. We need relationships. Connections are really a a massive key to your personal success. Think about things that you've accomplished in your life. You've more than likely have accomplished those things because there's some great relationships somewhere along the line who've impacted you. I can think about coaches, uh, leaders, pastors, teachers who made a massive impact on my life. We need relationships. We are not made to do life alone. We need each other. All right. And if the enemy can do anything, he will relentlessly try and attack you to keep you from healthy relationships. All right. So the same though, again, is with the body of Christ. God God has parts and 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 he's got an assignment for us to be connected that we're not just parts just anywhere doing anything we want, but we're his church. And and we need to be connected. We need to go. And I, I would just say this if you don't have a church home today, like we invite you, I invite you to be a part of what's happening here. I mean, we're just on an incredible journey. We're excited about the things of God. But if not here, you need to get plugged into a local church somewhere and dig your roots deep somewhere. All right? And get on the wall and, and help support God's vision in one of the local churches around this great city. All right? You got to go from being an attender to a member. You got to go to a place from being a consumer to being a spiritual contributor. Are you with me? Ecclesiastes 4 Two are better than one because they have a good return. For their labor labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. Uh, again, just you cannot do this thing by yourself. Again, small group rally day next week. Just start preparing. Again, I've triple dog dare you. All right, come on. So you got to take that step. Here's the third thing is discover. Discover. And for us, we say it this way, discover your purpose. There's a, a stat that came out about three, four years ago from the Barner Research Group that 87% of Christians in this nation uh, don't know their gifts. So, that's a lot of people in our nation right now that are just walking around with no purpose or understanding of why God created them. You've got to find out why in the world God created you. And thankfully, <coughs> excuse me, we have a process through our growth track that happens uh, every Sunday. Um, it, it kicks back in in February next week. And growth track, and the step two process of it, you're going to figure out your gifts. You'll also take a DISC assessment for your personality, just to know what, where you're strong at. But, I mean, no, you need to know where you're weak at and where you can grow. And so that's a part of growing you. But helping people to grow in their gifts, it's, it's very, very important. You've got to discover why, your why, your why. Because if you lose your why, you lose your way. And you need to have that why. That why is what wakes you up every day and knows, man, I'm, I'm here for a purpose. There's more than what I'm currently seeing. I'm made for more. And so maybe for somebody who said, well, but my mom or my dad didn't plan me. That may be their story, but that's not God's story for you. God has a plan for you. Psalm 139, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's room. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Here's the cool thing about God and his church, everybody. All right? And that is this. I'm going to use my Nerf. Well, my kid's Nerf gun. All right? Come on. You got some, yeah, I know. This, this one's actually mine when I play against them, you know. But you and I are the bullet, all right? Your and I's role is to be the bullet. Our role, the church, is to help be that gun, which you'll see all that in a minute, is to equip you and to help send you. And so, uh, but we will never send you out to do something uh, without resourcing you. Like even with Football Sunday, quick example, there are uh, invite cards on everybody's chair. Why? Because we want to make sure you're resourced to have what you need. And if you need more, there's more out in the lobby that you can get. But why? Because we are bringing church. Uh, We want to encourage you to have the resources you need to bring people to church with you. Next week, people's going to get saved. I'm telling you, it's a very unique Sunday to do what we do, and it's a lot of fun. But the impact and the goal is to see lives changed in Jesus' name, to see people come to Jesus. All right? But how many know going alone, you don't go too far? That's weak. Look at that. Look at that. All right. I don't know. How many know going alone? And you just don't. It's, it's terrible. Look at that. How many know? Everybody said that was bad. It was bad, right? All right. And so I'm gonna. show, Let me show you something here in Ephesians. It says, "This will continue <clears throat> until we all come to the unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son, that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ." Then check this out. There will be no longer uh, then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about, uh, about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like the truth. Instead, we will, a shout, we will, we will, speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes, check this out, this is where you and I come in right here. He makes the whole body, you and I, fit together perfectly As each part, each person does his or her own special work. This is the impact that you have by doing what God has placed in you to do. And the gifts that are inside of you. It helps, look at this, the other parts grow. Helps everybody else grow by you doing what God has placed within you to do. Not just sitting on it. And then watch what happens. So that the whole body is healthy. Growing and what? Full of love. Just by you doing what God has called you to do. Woo. So when you're in a place, our responsibility as the church is to help send you, equip you, and empower you. All right? And when you're shot out of the gun, how many know you're gonna go a lot faster, a lot farther, a lot quicker? Come on, somebody. Are you with me? All right? I mean, it's even whistling. Let's go. You hear that when I go in past you? Crazy. But you're going to go with a lot more force when you're sent and you're doing it with the church that Jesus placed his body to equip and to send people to make the greatest impact for the glory of God. Come on, somebody. You have no idea how fun that is for me. All right? If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, you go together people may not, listen, 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 people may not always see what you're doing, even behind the scenes people, but I'm, I'm telling you, listen to me, but they're impacted by that bullet because they're going to feel it because that's you using your gift to make that impact. Here's the final thing, and that's surf, 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 make a difference is how we say it. I think this is the greatest verb that brings the greatest joy for your life. There is no greater fulfillment in your life, listen to me, than when you are making a difference in the life of somebody else. There's nothing that's more fulfilling. And I think as you serve people, you experience personal healing as well. It's powerful. And if you don't believe me, ask the people that are serving today. And they'll tell you. They're some of the happiest people, joyful people. Why? Because they found their why. First Peter 4 says this, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Some may be in our parking lot. Some may be in our hospitality or ushers, greeters our kids' ministry, our our worship team. Some of of y'all play instruments, and you need to be on this team and playing instruments. Some of y'all sing, and you need to be singing. I quit sitting on that gift. Some of y'all love teaching kids. You need to be back there. Some of y'all love hospitality, and you love people and being around that. You need to be a part of our parking lot, our hospitality, our first impressions, our VIP team. I'm just telling you, you're made to make a difference. The final verse is this, this you got to grab this heart verse, the verse with your heart this morning. This verse could change your life. As I end with this verse, got to get a hold of this. It's the final one today, and we're going to pray. John fifteen. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. But here's the thing: don't miss this. Your joy is only complete when you're bearing fruit. For some of us, we're not experiencing a lot of joy. It's because we're not doing, we're not on, on the plan that God has for our life. We're just kind of doing life our way. I'm telling you, and if you will go all in with God, he'll go all in with you. And wherever he's invited, he'll show up. But for some of us, we need to invite God. We need to invite God in in our life. Or we need to re-invite him into our life and make him Lord of everything, not just some things. Amen, church? Amen. Let me pray for you. Would you bow your head where you're at? God, we thank you today for stirring up vision within us. To see as you see, feel as you feel. God, we wanna be caught up doing what you want for us. We don't wanna be caught up with me, myself, and I. We wanna be focused on whatever time that we have left on this earth making a difference in the lives of people. However that may be, it's gonna look different for each and every one of us. But I pray more than anything that for every person in this room that they grab a hold of vision for their life and being a part of the work The local church mobilized is the hope of the world. So mobilize us and help us to take those courageous steps. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I want to give you an opportunity right now to know him. On the count of three, if you don't know him, or you need to maybe come back to him today. Maybe you uh, just walked away from God, but God is, but you're here. Not by accident, but by purpose. And you realize, man, God's talking to me today. I want, you, I want to give you an opportunity to com- recommit your life even today, if that's you. On the count of three, if that's you, I want you to slip up your hand right where you're at. One, two, three. Say, Pastor, that's me. Yeah, look at all those hands. Awesome. Several for the first time. Man, I'm proud of you guys. The whole row. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, I got you over here. Awesome. Awesome. You guys can put your hands down. So good. So good. So good. I just want to lead you in a simple prayer, and we're just going to ask Jesus to come into our heart today. Church, would you say this with us today? Jesus. Thank you for loving me. Forgive me of my sins and cleanse me of my past. I invite you in my heart today, and I make you my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for working in me. And help me to become more like you. In Jesus' name, amen.